0: alcoholic beverages? No, you
1: no you 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 drink. only drink alcohol in the show, and if you don't drink, that's it. That's it, <laughs> no, I'm
2: fucked. What the yeah, hell water, is
0: that Yeah, water, yeah.
2: What's that? It's red. No, it's just water. water red, yeah. yeah. It looked water. red from the, you know, so I <laughs> thought, oh my God, it's kind of, some kind of, like, <laughs> Dremonier. Yeah, right, yeah. No. Shit. Makers Mark Whiskey. I'll take it. It's good shit. Looks good. Looks like it's unopened. Should yeah. I open it? Well, go ahead if you can. Jeez, it looks hard. No, no. It's <laughs>
0: right. Oh yeah, Don't that's like the, the the yeah, the um, it's um, like the good shit. Yeah, a lot of people
2: doing that.
3: Go from the middle. ice here. Just water that? straight up. No, no, yeah, 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 beautiful, yeah, you, beautiful. Feel that away. Big glass. Okay. Big Yeah, baby. Feel that around, around. It's just a Wow, cool,
2: man. That's wax. Wow. Nice. Maker's mark. I've never heard of it before. Oh, it's good shit. Good shit. That's good. I've
0: seen it around all over. Oh, yeah, it's good
2: shit,
3: <laughs> be
4: <Probably> wasted, <laughs>
2: okay, cool man, where did you play,
0: where, in town, I didn't, I did, I didn't come, I did a thing, I never, I haven't played any of my bands, it was just like different, like I played with the, uh, There's this thing I do with Willie and Steve Ferroni and Jeff Young. It's kind of a collaborative thing. So Uh we play, we did it the last couple of years. We play Molly Malone's like one hit.
2: Where's that?
3: It's on Fairfax. Fairfax in about six. (sighs) It's, you know, it's down near uh, LACMA.
2: Because you know Sean Haley. Yeah. He called me and wanted me to come to your gig.
0: I pl- then when I was, right AKC. when I came here, yeah, uh, Joel Taylor. me. gig co- I
2: couldn't make because we already had plans. With
0: oh, okay. Father, so he so he, he says that. like, oh, you're in town. You want to come and do show? Sure. I could have
2: come if we hadn't already made plans with Angela. Yeah, you didn't miss. She had a, we had a theater thing going <laughs> That's one. a fun gig. Yeah,
0: it's that. great. You did yeah, it a bunch, huh? I did it too. Yeah, yeah. You too. told me. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. In like the it. beginning, I got in there. I was like, really? But then it was packed and I was like, it's great. Yeah. It's a fun gig. And then today, believe it or not, this is the weirdest gig I've ever done in my life, but it was the fun as hell. Steve Ferroni has been telling me for years, because like, I do this jazz gig at 8 a.m. in a coffee house.
3: Oh, Jones coffee or something? Yeah, yeah 8, wow.
0: thank you, 8 to 9.30. And yeah. I've been, it's for, for two years, he told me, when are you coming, when are you coming? I bell in a couple of times, and then I was like, I gotta check this shit out. So today... I did it with him. That's why I took the guitar, mm. and it was fucking great.
2: Awesome!
0: It was awesome. Breakfast gig. Yeah, like yeah. literally a yeah. breakfast gig. That's oh,
1: cool. Yeah, we look
3: after it.
0: Yeah, I see. So did it was on.
3: Artificially on. Oh yeah, video. you guys.
0: So you I tell you, I got a oh, Jones for uh, that hollow buddy.
3: Oh well, wow. you know, you go to the dark side, man. I
0: know, literally the wow. dark side.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap!
0: And I'm playing. I'm playing with Andrew Sennewick on Saturday at the Baked Potato. It's kind of his gig. I'm like the guest, so I'm just whoring here.
3: Well, you know, Andrew's great, man. You'll have a good time. Yeah. No,
0: it's cool. It's like, you know, guitar music's fine.
3: <laughs> yeah. Wow. Should we you guys are rehearsing tomorrow night, right? Yeah. You can't come to my gig.
0: Alright. Oh yeah, why well, yeah where well, are you, you and everybody else can't come to Where are you playing? <laughs> <laughs> where are you playing? I'm playing at a
3: place called Vitellos.
0: Oh Vitellos? Yeah. But what time oh no we o'clock t- No, we started at eight. Yeah. And in Pasadena. Yeah. What time you can go till?
3: <laughs> oh it's only like eight to nine thirty. Oh yeah. Okay.
0: My anyway.
2: coffee.
3: Anyways, ready. It looks like they will cancel on me
2: no, I won't. I'll be there. Oh, you'll be there? Cool. Oh. You'll be on the list. Start us off, Troy. I'm, I'm doing it. We go this week.
1: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dogs and cats everywhere around the world, welcome to another Guitar Wank podcast. We are here with everyone today, Mr. Scotty Henderson. Hello. Oh, you, got, you haven't even got your mic on.
2: This is a
1: professional. They're not farting. This they're is not the farting, the they're, they're uh, applauding. is supposed to be a professional show. <laughs> Bob, and Mr. Brucey Foreman. Am I here? Woo! I don't know. Yeah. I think
3: I lost my. I and think I lost and my our shirt. guest
1: that didn't turn up last week. Yeah. Because we tricked him. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Osnoy. Osnoy.
3: Yes. yes, ladies and gentlemen, Osnoy.
1: How, uh, Oz? Welcome. Thank you. It's first time I've, we've met. Yeah, we've correct. been chatting back and forth a little bit. I know. I appreciate he decided it. To wait we make-
3: <laughs> I'd call it. <laughs> 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 However you want to call it. He yeah. decided to wait till we till we made it in one of the polls before he'd come <laughs> on. Oh, <laughs> oh that's <laughs> right. Yeah, he wanted to only come on the second best
0: podcast. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> 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 Once I knew where my real yeah. places. By the
2: way, you got moved to sixth in the poll. You were fifth. But you got moved to six. Oh, thanks. I talked to him the other day. Okay, you told him the truth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't wow, think I, I, don't wow, think wow, I was wow.
3: even fifth. Was
1: five hundred? Fifth for a while, but they found <laughs>
2: out what one of your gigs, and they yeah, moved yeah. you to six. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. So, um, oh my God. so how do Oz, how do you know you know Scott? Yes. The longest. Yes. How do you know yeah, Scott? Long,
2: How long have we known each other? Probably ten years at least. At least, yeah. yeah I know
1: yeah. you
0: since I started to come to MI. Mm-hmm. So I think I I came to MI. To, well, actually, you know what? I think it maybe two thousand and eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know Stig's gone, right? I know Stig's gone.
2: And lately, I've been hearing everybody calling him Stig. So I guess I've been pr- mispronouncing yeah. his name for 20 years. What do you call him it's, Sting? Stig? I call him Stig. That's why I call him Stig It's Stig, it's Stig actually in Norwegian. Stig. And Stig All right, my name pre- is
0: not Oz <laughs> also. It's Oz. But nobody Oz calls me Oz. Oz in America. They call me right. Oz.
4: Right. Oz. 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 Like Ozzy, Oz. Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. Yeah. Oz. So yeah.
1: everyone knows Oz, you are not Australian. No. Right. <laughs> where, where are you from? israel you're israeli yeah and how, how long have you Israelis. been
2: here like officially like 23 you know, over here. 20 years oh uh-huh. over 23 23 and a half so so here's here's my question of th- this is my big question for honestly. oh god <laughs> oh, a big one. Hang on. it's a big one it's a big one it's getting right you know, what, I, what i notice about you know a lot and this may be just ignorance but you know a lot of jazz musicians get their start playing with like known Players. like I kind of got my start playing with, Chick-A-R-E. well, more like Jean-Luc Ponty and Jeff oh. Berlin, oh. and then Chick Corea, and then Zahun, but all, yeah. I don't know of you playing with like big name guys, you just sort of appeared as a band leader, and I'm yeah. like, you're one of the only guys I know who sort of, I already heard of, as a band leader yeah. already and then didn't really hear of your past playing with this guy or but that but first
0: of all none of those big name bastards ever called me for a gig <laughs> oh yeah let's <laughs> start there thing.
2: first <laughs> of all the, you get to get a of call all, <laughs> yeah. all right the truth comes oh, out oh
0: big
3: name bastards i like yes. it i like this. like this big name let's bastards. let's start there yeah. but but
0: when i'm uh, but yeah i kind of have i have i have a weird career like i started i think when i started doing my solo thing <clears throat> i i thought foolishly that if i'll do it in new york to get noticed i'll get gigs which is in a way it's kind of true and false because the more you play as a solo artist the more you get known the less gigs you get you know <laughs> okay, so yeah. you get yeah. less calls as a sideline you know? <coughs> right <coughs> right so i just kept doing it because i got i had i was just i just was looking for something to do you know what i mean
2: and, but that's so cool. Cause, but I do you know, so,
0: I do sideman stuff all the time. But mm-hmm. I haven't played with like, you know, I, I never chick never called me to a gig with him. Herbie mm-hmm. never called me. I don't know. Like I haven't done those kind of gigs. But I do sideman stuff, you know. But
2: I don't know. I just think it's cool because you know you don't hear that, I and mean, you're one of the only guys I know yeah. that you know. H- Even Holsworth got his start playing with Tony Correct. and did that for a long time. But I don't and, think and, I know, got
0: my break yet.
2: Oh, well,
3: yeah. well, none of us maybe. think that. <laughs> <I was laughs> sure now I'm, now, you're now on. that you're on guitar no, way. Now no, yeah, you're on guitar
1: <laughs> Wing. like all your dreams have come true. Yeah, I know. now
2: you're on guitar and your career's fucking over.
1: Uh, well,
0: now <laughs> it's all going down, I thought for a minute it was going
2: no, down. No, you're headed down if yeah, you're on yeah, the downhill yeah. for here, yeah.
4: So I guess
0: I, I hit my peak already without getting <laughs> a break. Yeah, yeah that's I mean, right.
2: Well, you know, it's
3: <laughs> like I like to say, Waiting you were to at your p-
2: peak last week when you missed the show. Right, right, right,
3: right. Waiting, wa-
2: <laughs> waiting to be discovered,
3: hoping not to be found out. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oswald, where, where in Israel are you from?
0: I'm like in from the suburbs of Tel Aviv, called a uh, city called Rishon LeZion. Right, um,
1: and you. So you started what time? What age? What time? I started playing. What time it's... did you
0: start playing? <laughs> I started. I started ten am on, uh, on, uh, on uh, um, when I was ten years old Wow yeah <laughs> <That's cool. laughs> so I started when I was 10 and that's it and I, I I was there till I was 24 and then I moved to New York
1: so w- what are you guys getting over there like are you growing up like we all are around the world it's the same as everywhere like just well first
0: of all, I grew up in the 80s so it's yeah. different times because, you know I grew up when I grew up one of the things that were most influential to me at least in the beginning was, you know, I got into McLaughlin, Aldi Miola. But then the stuff that really was influential was the first uh, electric band record. Mm-hmm. And also your first solo record I got a hold of. What? Wow. Yeah. Whoa. And then... The he's me- he's and pointing then, at Scott, not me. I yeah, I'm like, you're, it's your fault. <laughs> Thanks. Good on you, Scott.
2: <laughs> That's all my fault. And man. then, and then, you know, Metal
0: <laughs> Fatigue was pretty... I, I got a hold of Metal Fatigue, that Holtzford mm-hmm. record. Yeah. And then the Pep Matini group uh, Still Life Talking came out. So those are the things that hit me really hard. And then it was at the same time was like Schofield, Blue Matter and all those. So Mm -hmm. it was that era. And in the same time, there was all the heavy rock. So suddenly I got turned into like Greg Howe and like Paul Gilbert and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. So Mm -hmm. that was the beginning. That was like the kind of the hot early 80s to mid late 80s. That just for my perfect, right. And then I was kind of lucky enough that I, I tried to play like that, but I had a teacher that told me, okay, you need to play jazz to learn the language. So I got into bebop out of that. So it was like a real kind of left turn where I started to get heavily into Charlie Parker and West Montgomery and Grant Green and all that kind of stuff. But in the same time, I was always into the rock stuff. And um, so I think that's what was going on around me in Israel at the time. Um, what made you go
1: to America? Was that a, like a long time dream for you?
0: I don't or? know. I've, you know, first of all, I did a lot of pop
1: stuff in Israel too. Yeah. Like, like I always cover played pop. bands and stuff like that?
0: Yeah, but what? also playing with pop, Israeli famous pop singers. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I've done a lot. I've done well, recordings since like 15. Sideband yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, people always told me you need to go to New York. I don't know why. It was just like, you know, kids or your teenager. Oh, you need to go to New York. And then a few of my friends went to New York and they had careers, you know, like real careers, like pretty quick. And I was like, oh, all right. So I was, you know, 24. I just moved there.
1: Wow. Did you get, how did you come to America? What, like
0: visa? Just like a freaking boat. tourist. A tourist? Yeah. By
3: boat.
1: <laughs> By boat. <laughs> on
0: a camel, actually, on a camel.
3: You took a, the bridge. Yeah, I took the bridge. So you
1: just come over a, a tourist visa and then you just, how did you stay? You. It
0: sucks, you know, like now it's probably even way worse but at the time you can stay and extend your visa for like a year yeah and then you go back and then you come back again and your balls are shaking at the freaking <laughs> yep. immigration i remember when i came back the first time i was sweating and i was like i would never ever do this again and then you go in they give me like a month or three months and then you extend it again yeah and then it's actually not that hard to get a artist visa. Did you do an one visa? Yeah, I've done O one one for a idea. couple of years and yeah. then and then I got a green card and then uh, citizenship.
2: How'd you get the green card?
0: A green card is actually easier to get in a way because if you're here enough and at the time it was the internet was already kind of on so uh, when you do O1s you have to get all these people to say that they're gonna employ you. Mm-hmm. And it's all bullshit but you get, you know, you get right. a sponsor and say, but with a, with a with a green card, you just have to prove that you have uh, abilities. Like, I forgot the name of the actual, like, you're mm-hmm. special, you're on top of your field or some bullshit like that. So, yeah. yeah I remember I just Googled stuff on the internet like that. <laughs> oh, I did this, I did this, I did that. I printed all of that. And I got some recommendation letter from some record companies or whatever,
2: or cool. some people, and that was it. That's ah. kind of what um, Archie and Romaine, the guys that play with me, that's what they're going through right now, just first yeah. getting their very first yes. work visa, yeah. which is yeah. good for three years. Yes, exactly. They they paid a lot of money for yeah. it, but yeah. now they finally got it, now they're legal, yeah. and I don't have to announce that they're from Alabama anymore. <laughs> I used to announce them, this is Romaine LeBay from Birmingham, Alabama? <laughs> You know, ah, ah. Archibald Ligonier from, from Chattanooga, Tennessee. <laughs> you
1: know? right. So you got a citizenship. You yeah. got dual citizenship? I have dual
0: citizenship. So if shit hits the fan here, I can go there. And if shit hits the fan there, I
1: can okay. come here. Was that hard to get? Because I gotta get that. Is it hard?
2: They're not going to let you in this fucking country. Oh,
1: they, they have to. You guys it's not win. hard. You just have to go through the process. You have to be here for a long time.
0: Well, maybe 20 years. So. Yeah, so get there. Yeah, I need to
1: do it. I should do it sooner yeah. than later before Trump kicks me out. Yeah. He might
2: kick me out. Hopefully yeah. he won't be here next year. Let's hope.
4: <laughs> yeah. hey, I'm, I'm not, not going to bet on that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not betting on that. That wouldn't be
2: a good bet, actually. Yeah. I used to be the guy going... He'll never win. That's not such the only a joke. One. And then, God damn it! Look what happened. Yeah. It's just wow. Um
1: Well, that's so. When did you get your citizenship? <laughs> I don't remember. That's. It's been a while. Yeah. Oh, well, I see, don't. Maybe sixty or seventy. See, or no. you are. You're. You're American now.
0: Actually, at the end of this summer, I'll be living in the states more than I lived in Israel because it's gonna. Oh, okay. Like, I'll be more than twenty-four years here. Oh, like, wow. I moved here when I was twenty-four. So at the end of the summer, I'll pass the 24 wow. years here. Yeah, it was becoming, it'll be kind of That's, weird, you know? I remember
2: that was the same for me when I moved here from Florida. It was like, they used to say from Florida, I can't, don't even think I'm from Florida anymore because I've been here so long. I've been here since 80. Yeah, wow. So it doesn't even feel like that. Yeah. I 70.
1: moved here when I was 26, so i oh, wow. a couple of years behind you. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I need to do that. i got to get on that. Well, I got a
2: question for you, a, yeah. a good one. How the hell do you get a gig at Yoshi's? <laughs> <laughs> I've, never, I've never been able to work you there. You never well. worked there. No, like every time an agent tries to book me there, the club just says hell fucking no. Seriously? we don't want that guy. I yeah, don't know. I, don't know. It's I got hard in to a couple in of in years, years
0: ago somehow, and mm-hmm. I don't know. My booking agent got. I, I, you know, I just got. It took me a long time of begging and uh, is not it Leo me or
2: somebody else?
0: No, Shovic. Oh, oh Shovic. Shovic, Shovic, right? Shovik all my stuff and does. Yeah. All my stuff.
2: Boy, I'd like love to play up there, but I just can't seem to get a gig up there. Talk, tell him next time you play up there that the to little book. that little guy Scott Henderson, oh, no career having motherfucker, <laughs> would like to play. I you every know, time I do I'd play things up things there too, though. Yeah, I've played at that Bach and something dinner yeah. society. I've played that place, and right. I've played the Kewumba yeah Jazz Club. But always wanted to play. No, at those, Yoshi's, are but those aren't I never are had San Francisco and Oakland. The San Francisco right.
3: Jazz Center has a couple rooms now. Oh, okay. And Yoshi's mm-hmm. Freight and Salvage is now a big room. Mm-hmm. That that's not just solely like. I just always want to anymore. play Yoshi's
2: because all my buddies have played yeah. there and I've never had. They don't I remember me. that it took me
0: a bunch of years till I got in. I can't remember. When was the first time I got in? But I probably, I think the first time I got in was, you know, you have to have an attractive band, so I had Weiko. I think the first time I played was with Weiko and Daryl Jones.
2: <laughs> well, and that's why I'm not getting in. I don't have an attractive band. Yeah. Actually, I do. The Frenchies are pretty, pretty... Good they're, looking. They're pretty hot. <laughs> yeah.
0: But I think that's how I got in. Yeah. But was, even, even before, right. even when I did have... Those names. It still took a while.
3: Yeah, I played all three of them. I played the uh-huh. first Yoshi's, the second. And now this I played one. the
0: San Francisco, not played the,
3: the the Oakland. No, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, there were no, there three. There. It started up in Berkeley, already, and then and then there was a second one, which was kind of Claremont, which was like right on the edge of Berkeley and Oakland, mm-hmm. and then it moved to where it is now in mm-hmm. Jack
2: London Square. Mm-hmm. So there's only one now, or there's there only two? one.
3: Mm-hmm. One. Oh yeah, they had a second one for a while. They That's did. Right in, in there San there Francisco. Mm -hmm. I played
2: there too actually so there's no no longer one in San Francisco no No. that's just the one in Oakland I see okay
0: you know it's kind of a big-ish room like it's not big big but it's like oh yeah it's a good-sized room yeah like you have to bring like 300 people for it I could
2: guarantee them at least 50 people yeah. really you shit man 49 maybe. <laughs> you do you do really good dude.
0: 40 people looks even 100 people looks gonna mm-hmm. not not happy already. oh yeah. no wonder
2: they don't want me there uh,
0: it's like I played, <laughs> her, I played her when it was about 100 people it's 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 kind of sad you know yeah it's okay but it's not
2: hey, man we used to play those places all the time with tribal tech in the states you know 700 people yeah house and 50 people show oh, up shit. and it just looks like oh, just God. dreadful man it's and, they, and they
3: and they all why is it that people when that happens never sit near each other yeah they're scattered it's, all it's like it's like they're afraid a grenade's gonna go off you know? know it's really horrible man it's so embarrassing i know it's like what are you what the fuck mm. well i just i just did a really surreal tour man with my band Cowbop. we just went on we just got back all week every gig Sold out. Good. Wow. It's weird. No, wow, that's that's some fucking that weird shit, right? I mean, it was like a, I entered a wrinkle in the universe. That, like <laughs> Every gig was packed. Tons of CDs. Really? And it's like, I felt like it was candid camera. Like I was Where, about to be yeah, in California
4: or other Yeah, California and Oregon. Mm-hmm.
3: It was like a northern tour.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, and um, it was amazing. How do you it travel? freaked me out. By car. So by car, and then how, where's the gear go? We have two cars. Okay, and we don't have a whole lot of gear. We're not one of those kind of bands.
2: But you've got well, you got some gear. You got we got a
3: big bass drum. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We got a big bass drum and an upright bass. Right. And That's a couple a... of horns and a guitar. How and do you amp. fit
2: an upright bass in a car?
3: They got he's got a station wagon. Uh huh. So two guys went in the car with the, with the bass and the bass drum and okay. the saxophones. Uh-huh. And the three of us went in my car
2: with the guitar. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And the suitcases. Right. And no amps or just... Just, just my just little your, your little Fender.
3: I even... I took a Henriksen. Bed. Oh, you took a
2: smaller one. Yeah. yeah. Cool, man. Well, that's awesome that they were sold out.
3: Uh, unbelievable. Cool. It was kind of weird. I know I'm getting right, Girding my loins for tomorrow where no one will come, you know. That's funny. <laughs> it'd be, the, it'd be no, the, no, fi- no. the final kick in the balls, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. It's like you go and you do a tour in Europe <laughs> <laughs> where
0: in nice or something is... Packed, then you come play in New York, and there's like 20 people. You are like, Oh, reality
3: check, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, <a> good kick <laughs> in the back home, yeah. yeah, good welcome home,
0: You're welcome
4: home, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, but I'll, I'll be
2: able to hang with it. We when the, the night you were there at the Iridium, it wasn't that many people, but the next night was good. Oh, it was good. like really, the Iridium packed, is so very it's a
0: weird room.
2: Yeah, I was just happy that, you know, to get the people okay I the got first in there. the
0: set that I saw was fine. Yeah, but the, the next, next time it was, was a lot more people Good. and
2: I was just happy because that means hopefully we'll get invited back. Yeah, you'll get invited We don't back. get to play there very often. Yeah. It's like once every three or four years. Really? It doesn't
0: book you that much?
2: Nah, because I don't know why he just, you know. Did, just
0: did your guy try? Who is it, Alejandro? Leo. Boy? Oh Leo. Leo, it, you know. Does he try though every year? Yeah,
2: he tries every year, but he says sometimes he says if he can't get Chicago 2, it, oh, it the same time cuz yeah. it doesn't make sense unless money, he gets yeah. both and sure. hopefully a third thing too mm-hmm. would be even better, but he he couldn't this time. But you know, we did the New York and Chicago and it was okay. It was all right. Mm-hmm. Everybody made little money and it was That's fun. Good. It was cold yeah well <laughs> not used to that yeah, it. but it was it was fun I had a good time so, thanks for coming by the way yeah it's coming great, down. of course
1: you, you live in New York yes and you you love New York you, you I love I like I, yeah I love it like I I, 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 <laughs> I still love,
0: would, I, like. I still wouldn't want to live anywhere else but <laughs> yeah. it's not what it used to be where, China, where in New York I'm on the Upper West Side okay I'm an Upper West Side snob <laughs> why not <laughs> No, but it changed so much and it's just a, it's a real bummer, you know?
1: What, well, as in what way?
0: As in a way where it's so expensive to live there that, you know, when when places turn to be really expensive, the first thing that goes out of the window is art. You know, it's like it becomes like this colony for rich people that don't give a fuck about anything but money. So, you know, so first of all... If you just move to New York now, you have no chance. You have to be, even if you, if, you, if you have money and a good job, it's so expensive to live there that artists can't live there anymore. So the scene started to spread into more like Brooklyn. It starts to kind of move around. So there's still stuff in the city, but it's not as much. It's a lot, lot less than what it used to be. Okay. And it also seems to me that it's harder to, harder to get people out like people are stuck into their phones and your YouTubes and stuff. So it's harder, just just my own opinion, to, to get people out to shows. And I think like the young generation, they can't afford living in New York, in the city, or even, you know, so it's basically a lot of the young people are hanging in Brooklyn and all sorts of places. And there is little place in, it's places in Brooklyn that there's, seems to me like there's a little scene. But the problem is it's... It's kind of little places, you know what I mean? It's like a bar with a corner where people play. It's not like a club where you can put an amp and really dig in and play Mm -hmm. for real. So it's weird. It's kind of a bummer. There's really basically in New York, like, if you're not established, there's pretty much very few places to play. Like, really, very, very few. I can count them probably in one hand now, you know? So it's it's kind of sad. It didn't used to be like that.
2: How much, how much, and I don't even know, because just have played the Iridium, I don't even know how much the tickets were. But how, what's a normal ticket price for the Iridium to go see somebody like me or you or I Wayne? think it's
0: between 25 and 30 and 40. It's the same
2: as here as the baked potato, which is pricey, and I bet there's a two-drink minimum, I think it's not 25.
0: Too, right? Iridium is 30 to 50, probably.
2: And there's probably a two-drink minimum, yeah, too. Yeah, right? so yeah, yeah. It's, it's fucking expensive. expensive. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's a
0: good club, you know, it's yeah. like, you know. It's but like
2: still, to pay that much money... It's not easy, you know.
3: But that's yeah, that's what the cl- well, of money, some of the clubs. Yeah. I mean, you can go to the fifty-five bar and it's going to be fifty-five bar, bar is 50 right.
0: bu- 15 dollars and right. like the drink minimum, whatever. But and Smalls, it's the same. Smalls is like twenty bucks or something. But you know, Blue Note is the same. Yeah, uh, Village D- Vanguard is Dizzy's, the same. Dizzys, Dizzy's yeah. or, it's all. It's like you know, those are the prices for those kind of See, that's why that's clubs.
2: why I miss Lavalie. That's what we had going on yeah. here. Do you remember that club? I
0: never been to. I don't remember.
2: Yeah, that's where I mean, we used to play there every week yeah. for, and the admission was five bucks, wow. and there wasn't a drink minimum, yeah, and it and was always know. packed because plenty of students and a lot of people. And I played there every Wednesday night for like five or six years. Wow, that's and it's like, I, mi- I miss, I didn't realize how lucky we were to have that place because we'd always be complaining, oh, You'd another complain night at it. this fucking yeah. place. Yeah, yeah. And, and then now I go, Jesus Christ, now I'm playing in LA twice a year. But you know know, what happened to me now is
0: the way I developed my whole scene my whole thing was There's a club in the in New York called the bitter end and it's kind of a legendary club It's still around and it's a great club like it's it's kind of it's the only club in New York Except the big clubs like the iridiums and places like that where you can actually play for real Like I can bring a Marshall stack. I can Mm -hmm. bring a tour I can bring an amp I can Mm -hmm. play and get a tone like for real So I started playing there when I moved to New York. And that's how I developed all my records. And really, my whole solo career was developed there. Mm -hmm. So I played there every Monday for 17 years.
4: Wow. Wow. That's awesome.
0: I I calculated about a 1,000 gigs probably there. That's how I developed 10 records there. Mm -hmm. Like literally, I just finished my 10th album. 10 freaking records. My first album that I did, the solo, the live, Mm-hmm. was recorded there and since then after i did that one i started to play every week so seven, to, yeah so 17 years and i just stopped doing it a couple months ago
2: i'd have to say wow. the same thing with for for me with lava because i did a, a live album there but it wasn't just about records it was about being able to go someplace every week and try out new music course, or, even it's... if it wasn't really the music wasn't really ready it was just someplace of to course. go and do a jam based on what that tune might become yeah. later and it was like so helpful Yeah, to be able to do that every no. week man no, I don't I miss are you it,
1: it
0: Oz? you know what i've done since i stopped doing it is i only go i go there and i play when i have like a special situation like if i put if i can put like a special cool band and i'll go go and do a, a hit you know i'm not at the point yet where i miss it Because, I don't know, maybe in a couple of months I will, but I I play there now, like I've done like once a month, maybe average. Sometimes I'll do twice, it depends on the situation. And then I try to play more the 55 bar. I always play the 55 also, but 55 is not steady, it's like once a month, sometimes twice a month, maybe. But 55 I play more straight ahead, and this is what I'm kind of more into doing Mm -hmm. now. Like straight ahead, meaning with upright and, you Mm -hmm. know, I mean, I still play stride and whatever, but... And that's what I've been trying to develop. So for me, the bitter end where I play, it's not a place to swing, you know what I mean? It's like a place to really, to dig in. It's more, more for group music. And the 55, it's more like, it's kind of more what I'm interested in now. Mm-hmm. But it's harder to, I, it's really hard to get a gig there. It's like a steady thing. You know, that's where Stern has been playing forever. And just oh, like I know, I know. I was just there a couple, yeah. couple weeks ago. Yeah, Stern, when he's in town, he plays... Mondays and Wednesdays, and Krantz, when he's in town. Plays Thursday, so mm-hmm. that's right there books you the whole f- mm-hmm. week almost. You know,
3: does Vic play there? Everybody plays there. Yeah. Vic used to have it. You know, yeah, Thank Vic
0: you. used to play the mm-hmm. the uh, Sunday. Yeah, right. So it's a it's a good room because it's like small and it's intimate. People listen and it's kind of cool and you you know it's. That's really the only place that's kind of left. That's like that, you know, like that. Yeah, it's kind of sad. It's
3: Smalls and Mesra or
0: Smalls and Mesra. But Smalls and Mesra are more 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 bebop or bebop. Yeah. And then Zinc Bar used to be happening, but I don't know. It's still going on. Um, But that's it. That's really
1: how does does New York when you come out to L.A., because you come out here a lot. Right. I come here often. Yeah. Yeah, What do you think L.A. thing? Think? Very weird. <laughs> no, really.
0: It's, yes. nothing, it's, it's like really weird. nothing like New York. No. It's really weird. It's like I still can I still don't get it, really. Well, you know? Leave it away. Yeah, well, yeah. there you go. Yeah.
2: Don't get it. But yeah. Get it. I mean, for me, being a guy that needs to turn up, because I got a bass player and drummer that aren't a jazz yeah, rhythm yeah. section, they're like a yeah. more of a funk yeah. rhythm section, and... There was only two, really, maybe maybe a, a long time ago there were five or six clubs where you could do that. They've all closed down, yeah. and the only two places left were Baked Potato and lavali. Now the only two places left are Baked Potato and Alvis, which is way down. You've played Alves, Alves before, yeah, way, down in San Pedro, yeah. but it's a great place to play. And what about fun. you
0: never buy Catalinas? You don't like Catalina.
2: The <sighs> the only, the only time I,
0: I love it there. I play it all the time. It's really comfortable for me to play there.
2: I, I don't know. The la- The only time I've ever been there was to see Kurt Rosenwinkel. And that
0: was a long time ago.
2: Have they done something to yes. the room? I think so. They fixed it a little bit? It sounds
0: great. Every time I okay. play it, it sounds excellent.
2: Well, I didn't know that because I haven't been there in a long time. And the last time when I saw Kurt there, I was having to do this all night, no, putting my no, fingers no. in my ears because there was so much room ambience. No, I no. couldn't hear what was going no. on. I've been playing so. there for years every year for years. I'm sure
3: Kurt loves seeing that. <laughs>
2: yeah, Kurt's sitting there looking at unlike this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he knows why I'm doing it. for the for right. the listeners at home, he's he's
3: got one finger in his ear and the other one up his <laughs> ass. <laughs>
4: you know I
0: forgot in yeah. New York there's actually two more places now. There's New Blue that is kind of a hip hipster kind of place that people can play. You know, that's gonna be coming a place and then there's um, there's also a Rockwood Music Hall when they do more single songwriter, but they sometimes do jazz stuff if you can. So there, there is some, here, Here no, or no, there? No, like York, Rock, Rockwood, you know. yeah. So, you know, there's still some places, but not nearly as much as...
3: In New York, uh, there's still no place that's got the, as much as New York. Correct, correct. There is no place. And, and the whole scene about New York, and I, of course, I'm not talking about what you guys do because I don't... Do that, so I'm not in that world. But just straight ahead jazz. Yeah, it's all there's a... tons of places where Correct. music is being played. Mm-hmm. And let's face it, if you go to New York as a tourist, what are you going to do? You're going to see a Broadway show, and you're going to go hear some jazz. Correct. So you've got. This whole industry there, like we come to LA, you ain't gonna go hear jazz. You know, you're gonna go to Disneyland, you're gonna go to Universal Studios, you're gonna go look for movie stars. And so, and, and so, no, no, you're, and, and, and so the, we, the, we don't have that sort of like in New York. You got the jazz lovers, you got yeah. the musicians, you got the young musicians, and you've got the tourists. So that's that's enough to have an industry around it, and why they've got tons of. I mean, by our standard, tons of clubs yeah. with people playing. It's, it's it, that's what floats that town, that music scene, and it's so great. I mean, I, you know, granted, I, I mean, it's not like what it was years ago, especially when I lived there. I lived there in the seventies, oh, late seventies. Wow. Um, but it's yeah, it's amazing. It's great. I mean, it's I go out all great. every, I go out every night and always hear great shit. Yeah, you know,
0: true, true. you're right.
3: Right. And, and and that's without even going to Brooklyn. And of course, I know there's a lot of great shit happening over there. You know, you
0: know if I, I'm saying Brooklyn, all this stuff because that's like for the little for the, you know, if you're a tourist, you'll go to the Blue Note, you'll go to the Vanguard, you'll go to this is because right. you, and you spend the money because you're. But for people that live there, I'm not going to go and spend like a hundred bucks every the, night on. Yeah, but there's to still
3: tourists in, in Mesro or in Smalls or in Jazz true, Standard, true, true. or in those places, sure. club in the Fifty Five Bar. Yeah. You know, there's lots of. True. Tra- t- tourists that go, th- you know, Iridium, yeah, go yeah, all those places. Two, um, and you're right. I mean, but yeah, I, I wouldn't either. But I I know everybody, so I kind of get in. Yeah, and, like, I I'm just, me too. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but I mean, yeah, it's still expensive to be there. Of course, I mean, yeah. it's like it's worth it.
0: No, there's great. There's still great stuff. That's this. I still, when I'm free, I I try to force myself, even I would say, to go out. I listen to music all the time. Yeah. Because I feel like it's important to do, you know. So sometimes I'll, feel like sometimes I go and like in a week I'll go like, wow, I heard some really great crazy- That's really hard
3: to do exactly. here. I know. But I do it. I do it. I mean, I'm usually good for two, three nights out yeah. here and shit, you yeah. know. But it's hard because, first of all, the distances in this town. Yeah, that's the problem. And, and just there's not a whole lot going on, you know. So- I see it when I'm here. So it's tough, but mm-hmm. I d- I still manage to do it. Like the other week, I d- I did three. You know, if I'm not working, yeah, if yeah, I'm working, yeah. then I'm just.
0: Yeah, so that's. I just try to keep it going. Like wh- whatever the changes are happening, I just try to keep it consistent, and at least in my head, you know, just keep it at a certain level where, okay, I'm still interested
3: in what's going on. Right, well, there's, there's, and there's lots of things to that, you know, I mean, I, you know, I don't know how much you believe in, like, just the, the whole the way the energy of the universe sure, sure, works, sure. but it's just good to support the cast Absolutely. Because they'll Very support important. you, and it's about to be in a community, but I also believe there's just some sort of energy to it. When you're going out and you're hanging out, you get more calls because you're just, you're out there in the universe, yeah. like an electron.
4: To
0: room. me, another thing that I i try to see what the young there's a whole young scene that's going on So yeah. i think it's really important to see what the young people are into and what kind of stuff they're doing i try to i try as much as i can to see that some of it i really don't dig some of it i don't get but it's important some of it i really like but yeah. i think that's really really important to do and in new york you can actually the stuff that you can actually be in contact with
3: right and New York is very interesting the difference uh, I mean, in my opinion you can tell me if you th- agree is like one thing about New York is it's real uh factionalized I mean there's the there's the beboppers and then there's the Rocky Fusion guys and there's the you know I mean it's I, like, don't the, r- I don't think there's the I don't think there's there's a lot mean, it's like there's real identifiable scenes. I
0: think it opened up I think because I, from being from the inside, I think it opened up. I think it's like Smalls is a lot more looser now. Yeah. it's not really bebop. It used to be like kind of only bebop. Yeah, and like uh, could op- Smalls open up. Mesero is a little more because of the way the size of the room is. You can't really do. Right. but even there, you know, it, everything opened up. Fifty-five was always the place that was open to kind of everything. Yeah, but I think it, I think things open up. I think mainly because if you listen to the jazz that's happening today, it
3: just opened up. You know, they mix hip
0: hop, they mix like
3: R and B, they mix grooves, they mix. I was talking about with the younger people, um, where I watch the younger people, where they're going and what they're doing. Uh You know, that's what I was talking about more than the other thing. Yeah, when I was in New York, that was really what the scene was like in the late seventies. It was like the beboppers and the Brecker Brothers were doing the Seventh Avenue South thing, and it was like really.
1: Like everything's like sexual.
3: you, you had to like commit to what group you were. In. You yeah, could, wow. you couldn't like play one night with these guys and one night with these guys. It wasn't yeah, cool. You were kind of like that's kind of why I ended up back on the west coast because yeah. I wanted to do more than sure. just one thing. But I think things have all. But opened I watch up. the kids, I mean, you know, when you're the young, the young people. You know, it's like they're into this or they're into that. Yeah. They all kind of work in pods.
2: Mm. Correct, know. that's true. As
4: that kids. I don't know.
2: It's cool. I mean, it's great being a teacher, know. you know, because you kind of get to consider, hear. I'm yeah. so opposite from these guys. Like, I never leave my house ever. <laughs> so, You know, I I can't remember the last time I left my house. You're the guy that sits
1: on the front porch and yeah, get off my lawn, you uh, bastards.
2: I'm just home, just home. I don't I don't know. You know, I don't know what's wrong with me. I just don't ever go out. Um, there's very few people um, that that play on a regular basis in L.A. that that I'm in, that interested in, honestly, you know, it's not, not. I'm not being a jerk, I'm just like, I can't really think of, I don't know, I'm just, I used to go hear Cowbop, you know, when they when you guys played, Before I used we went to go out, out to pasture. I probably went <laughs> and saw you guys more than I've ever seen any band in my whole life living here in L.A. Well, wow. the, the cow yeah.
3: moves, the cow still moves,
2: it's coming yeah. back, we're playing, and the, I used to go see Mike every once in, in a while. May.
1: They're gonna play the Spud. We're playing
2: oh, cool. the Spud in May. I'd like that, and and uh, and I used, and I used to go see Landau every once in a while. And I just saw when, him when somebody like uh, somebody that I really you know really care a lot about. Like I've seen Wayne two or three times here in town. And uh, Jeff Beck. Wayne and, Shorter. Uh, Wayne Shorter. No, Newton. I Wayne saw Wayne Shorter. You know, I saw his thing with Herbie, which was great. And and I saw Toots Thillman's play here a couple times. And I wanted that to, was to see you ago, play. a while ago, Scott. Um, yeah, I know, but I, I, I wanted to see you play, but I couldn't, I already had a commitment that night, and I just found out about it late notice, that yeah, we were yeah. playing there with JP, because oh, okay. I had just played there a couple of weeks before, yeah, I yeah. would I would have loved to go gone yeah. to that gig. Jeff Beck's
1: touring again, right? Yeah. He just no. announced a new yeah. tour? Yeah. so, yeah.
2: yeah, and always, I always love seeing him I go play. I i never seen yeah, him. Yeah, but, uh.
0: I saw him play, like, last year. It's the greatest guitar tone I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, yeah ever. it's pretty amazing, man. Ever. I never heard anything sound, anything sound better than that. Yeah, he's He was mind blowing. the first note. I was like, that can't be happening. Yeah,
2: I know. He's incredible. Wow. He's incredible. That tone
0: wow. was just <laughs> yeah. beyond anything I could yeah. he's, imagine.
2: He's, he's, he's amazing.
0: You know, he played the whole show. I don't think I'm imagining, but... He played the same guitar and he didn't take it off him and he didn't tune it. it was; He it stayed in tune the whole gig.
2: I've seen that too. I've seen, I've seen shows where he changed guitars a bunch of times. And then I saw a show where he never changed one. When I saw him with Jennifer Batten yeah. at the amphitheater, every single song was a new guitar. Yeah. He just took the guitar off and then his tech would bring him a mm-hmm. new guitar and he'd play it. Probably just because it was in tune and he didn't want to have to tune on mm-hmm. stage. But I've seen him play the the show that I saw him play with BB King and he, he played the same guitar all night. Never never changed it and it stayed in tune perfect. Yeah. So I don't know. That's knows, one good thing but, about not bending and playing yeah. thicker
3: strings. Yeah. You stayed a better better chance. Cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Of that. Yeah. Of being close. It's really wild. Then you get paranoid and you and you pull out the tuner and you realize you're still in tune and you go oh, <laughs> shit. Anyway <laughs> Yeah.
1: Damn. So Oz, what are you running these days? What's What what's are you running? Oz, what's the Oz setup?
0: Oh my my gear setup. Yeah. Oh Jesus, pl- you pl- got into pl- that. Yeah. That quick. No, thanks, man. Yeah. This is, <laughs> a, this is <laughs> going
3: right there. This is a cure for insomnia for me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mostly I play Turok amps.
1: Are you a Turok guy? Oh
0: yeah, big time. I've been a Turok guy for years, but the stuff that I make now is outstanding, to my opinion. Yeah. Like my my two rock ts one is the greatest thing I own in life. It's like the best thing I own in life is that
3: hand. Are you married? No.
2: Well, you, <laughs> is it a, well if you're married you don't own your wife so exactly you yeah. <laughs> is, it a, is it how many watts is it
0: it's like a 100 watt it's like a cl- it's like a Dumble vibe it's like kind of like the whatever that yeah, Robin Ford a, you know, the overdraft what
3: the fuck
0: <laughs> but it's really great So, and I have some other I have actually I have one two rock that sits here all year like it just sits here so when I play here I play that mm-hmm. and then so I have a few two rocks in New York and then I have a 50 watt Plexi Marshall and a 100 Watt Plexi Marshall. So I use those sometimes and I have a Deluxe and a Prince, whatever, yeah. Blackface. So um, that's really it for amps. But it's mostly like if I tour or if I, d- it's mostly the rock. If I record and I record with a Turok and a Marshall.
4: Yeah,
2: yeah. It, it, when you tour like flying, do you rent gear?
0: So Yeah. I I usually have to, but I, I had, if I tour in the U.S., if the tour is uh, properly, uh, mm-hmm. uh, how do you say, uh, mm-hmm. the dates are scheduled um, yeah. schedule and stuff, yeah, yeah then Rock will send me an amp and we can drive with it through. Oh, that's cool. It's great. I've done the last tour, one before the last tour i done in the U.S. was organized pretty well, so I m- played most of the tour on my Turok. Mm-hmm one one was in new york although i did the whole east coast with my stuff then they sent me stuff to do on the west coast so Uh it was good like i barely used rentals but uh, the last thing in europe it's all rental and what do you rent i ask for either i always ask for two amps i ask for either two blues devils or two vox uh, english Uh made ac blues, 30s the
2: blues deville is
0: the four yeah uh, uh, two twelves or four tens yeah it's like they're super huh. so either uh-huh. two of these or or two vox ac 30s english made or one mm-hmm. on one and that's you know usually you ask for two blues devils they bring you the shitty uh uh you know Rubble. reissue no reissue twin river yeah, with the red knobs. knobs no not the red knobs it's the regular ones that are uh-huh. hell to my yeah. opinion and yeah. then if you ask for english boxes, they'll give you those really crappy chinese ones uh-huh. but i got pretty lucky lately it hasn't been that awful
2: uh-huh
0: so but most of my sounds comes from pedals anyhow so I yeah. just somehow make it work I don't enjoy yeah. it but I just go through it and it's like yeah. I look at it as work you know the same I
2: mean? as me I mean I, have, I rent J, uh, what is it called JCM 2000 yeah and it, it's like it's close to what I use it gets the job yeah, done but exactly. I don't love yeah. it it's just like you just live with it yeah you like, just okay, live with okay, it and you, you move know, on it's, that's it that's alright man yeah,
0: I just use pedals you know
4: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I think I think the days. It's too bad because I can remember the days when I used to be able to travel with an amp. And now, yeah, I remember now I used I to do. Yeah, can't do it anymore. But yeah, I but,
0: wish I yeah. had a situation where at least I had a head that I know that it will sound somewhat like what I'm used to. But you know. yeah,
2: I was even thinking about. I wonder what would happen if I asked John Sir to make a preamp that was, you know, like a the preamp. Of a, yeah. of a plexi Marshall with the master you, volume and, and then you plug that into and then a they just Marshall plug that head to the return of a Marshall rental head i wonder if it would sound a lot better than just the amp does by itself i doubt yeah, I, yeah. it's I mean, like because a lot of those amps the tubes are shot and that's why they sound like shit either the <laughs> tubes the, or like sometimes yeah. those speaker cabinets
0: yeah. are not great yeah, you know right. it's like yeah. you never know what you get and it's just like
2: that's true. It's a crapshoot every night. Over, for sure.
0: It's just a crapshoot.
2: It definitely is. Yeah. So well, whatever. You know, you make do. <laughs> yeah,
0: you just make it work somehow. Yeah, you know yeah. what helps me out is that is um, I I don't play in stereo but if i rent amps then playing with two amps kind of make it fake you can kind of fake it that it lists sounds a little bigger and mm-hmm. you get more dimension out of the sound a little bit right you right, know right. so i don't have any stereo effects you know mm-hmm. that but i the, the fact that you have two amps makes it a little it how
3: do you join bigger. the two amps you daisy chain them if you want right how do, how do you i do you join don't, don't daisy chain just go left
0: right I so just it, have on, at the end oh, of my have, pedal board, pedal board oh, on be. my line six, it's just stereo out. Oh, so it has a stereo out. So yeah. you can just plug one in and one in. Yeah, one in and one in. Yeah, And then what I usually do is the better sounding one will be my main one. So I open that in the ma- to the volume that I want. Mm-hmm. And the second one I just open to kind of fill out some gotcha. the room, you know what I gotcha. mean? Right. And it works okay. It's not horrible. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it's playable. It's manageable. Mm-hmm. But I don't do the wet dry and all that stuff. I mm-hmm. just don't know how to do it. It's
2: easy. Eight,
4: eight. I don't. Scott told uh, us last
2: week. I don't think you you need it really. You know, you know when wet dry comes in really handy is when you're playing with more gain. Oh, that's. And what I play I mean. with a lot more gain. Yeah, than yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, what yeah. happens when when you're running an amp with a lot of gain, it tends to just crumble and fall apart. Uh huh. You know, and and choke on itself, kind of. Mm-hmm. And that's when the wet-dry thing really helps. Oh, if you're okay. playing with a bluesier tone like you do, yeah. you don't really need it. You know, but you know, Lando does yeah. the wet-dry. He... he does, he does. But I think he's been doing it for such a long time. And he used to be like a real high-gain player. Mm. But he just hasn't done that in the last couple mm. of years. Mm-hmm. But when he was doing like his rock stuff, he oh, so. was extremely high-gain. Oh. And like go for the throat Hendrix kind, yeah, of, kind yeah. of stuff. And then I can definitely see why he would want to play wet drive. He's it. told me for many years, I hate effects loops. I don't want to put anything in an effects loop. Yeah, that's, loop. that's yeah. And Mike's always been that way. Mm. And I was sort of like, I didn't find that out until I went to Russia for a gig and, and lost all my gear. And they ran... So I had to play the amp dry, and they ran some effects into the monitor. Yeah. And I was just like, hmm, why is the amp working so good? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Because usually I had the amp jammed with effects. Oh, really? And so I'm just playing through this completely dry amp and going, how come the amp is doing exactly what I tell it to do? Oh, interesting. (laughs) Like, all the notes are just popping out really easy. And I'm going, this is so easy. And then I never went back after that. Oh, I got you. Interesting. Wow. Yeah, it's just, but I think that's, more for my style because I'm playing so much legato with a lot of gain yeah you play and, tons of gain and the then you got to have that shit or else the amp just clogs yeah. up like it's got to take a big poop And <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't the poop can't come out especially <laughs> in my case <laughs> very good uh, <laughs>
1: So have you got have you got tours
4: coming up
2: also? or what's what's going on? What's I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Not after this show, you know. <laughs> yeah Downhill from here. Man. When they find out you're on this show, oh, man, man, no oh, You know it's, it's weird for, for me. I, I have a really weird
0: career like every I tr- I make records and whenever I make a record, I usually get a good year in terms of touring. So last year was pretty good. The year before is pretty good but every time my year is over it feels like I'm starting from zero again. Mm. It doesn't feel like it went somewhere and I can kind of keep the flow. It's like so just you have the same problem. Absolutely 100%. I have it too. It's really weird. It's just, weird. Same exact it's just shit. So so this year I'm releasing another album. I usually don't release that many albums but the album that I released last year I recorded too much music. So I split it into two albums. So I have like the volume two of it coming out this year. So it gives me an opportunity to tour again. But it's always like now everything has to be planned so far in advance and you have to get players to... I'm in a situation where they don't book me. I don't know if it's the same with you, but I don't book you before they know who's in the band. So I have to get like people to commit like sometimes eight months in advance. To get a proper tour, at least in the U.S.
2: Oz, I have been fighting the super group thing all my career. Yeah, well. They're always telling me, Scott, if you play with this guy and play with this guy, then we can book you. (laughs) Yeah. But the guys you got in a band, we've never heard of them, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, fuck you. But you still Uh, tour under your name. I do. I do, but it's because I'm old. It's because I've been touring (laughs) so long and I've gotten a lot of of uh, recognition or uh, what do you sure. say, not recognition, but just people know who I am yeah. because of all the gigs with Joe sure, and all sure. the gigs with blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I've been in it longer and I've been around longer and I'm getting away with yeah. having like unknown guys or guys who aren't big stars in the band. But I can tell you when I played with HBC, yeah, it was like, you know, Scott Henderson on guitar. Jeff Berlin on the bass. Dennis Chambers. Dennis Chambers. <laughs> yeah. A thousand people going nuts. And I'm going, this could be Billy Buttfuck on guitar. Yeah, Nobody would care. <laughs> you I know? Because it's... And it's that, it's that way, man. You play with Weckl. You know what kind of... I play nowadays. with Dennis. I play yeah. with
0: Weckle, I and play you know with Vinny. I play with all those guys. I know how it is. And
2: you know what else drummers more than guitar players they come and support each correct, other man. Correct. and and all those drummers that are here to see Weckl yeah that's one of the big reason you're making good money and yeah, everything I is know, good I know the deal. And you should keep doing it and I should do it too but I I just like the guys I'm playing with you know they're you they're know I love playing
0: I never played with yeah. anybody that I don't like all the people that I play with are people that I really wanted to play mm-hmm. and I like their playing mm-hmm. and me for example I've been playing with Weckl for like t- over 10 years I don't know how long and we have, I kind of played the best with him,
4: mm-hmm.
0: but I, I do want to make changes. But sometimes, you know, you have to, even when you make those changes, you have to be attractive enough for the booking agent to go, oh, okay, this is an attractive band, let's book it. So every year it's like, who's going to be in the band? And then you have to commit, you have to make sure they can commit that long in advance. Right. But if I get the right combination, then I get tours and they're pr- usually pretty good. Right. So, I don't know. So, it's a crap shit every year. Like, now it's the beginning mm-hmm. of the year. We're just planning on... The, the, it looks like my whole touring is going to start in the fall. So, I hope it will be okay. I don't know.
1: Where, where are you touring?
0: Usually, I do U.S. Somehow, my booking engine can get me a lot of stuff in the U.S. Um, so, I did, did, last year, I did two tours in the U.S. I did like a whole month and then another two
2: weeks. Sure. I know, that's I know it's you know amazing I know what I can't get a tour in the US to save my life yeah no way yeah you know I'm not making any money yeah you know well but you I, know what I may be asking for too much money and then that's why I don't get I it. So
0: I did I did the two tours that I did in the US one was with Wackel and Haslip and uh-huh. one was with Wackel and Hadrian Ferrard. Well, well they're, they're both very well attended and everything yeah, yeah. one tour was like the more like the major markets everybody made right. good money i made good money. everybody was happy right. the two, the other tour that we did it was a two-week tour and like we, i wanted to play places i've never played before like florida and places like that we did really well but i didn't make any money mm-hmm. actually even lost
2: a little bit on it mm-hmm. well i mean the thing is though is you are playing with guys that are well known and their fans are going to come out too so yeah. that's going to help a lot yeah um, for me like touring in the united states <laughs> With a bass player and drummer that no one's ever heard of, yeah, that's I'm not going to be able to do it. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, or either yeah. that, or we're going to go out on the road, and I'll have to give all the money to them, and I won't make a dime, yeah. and I can't afford that. So, just I can't just, afford yeah. it either, but i do it because I have no choice. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's you coming. know what? My, <laughs> no, my, really, my, I'm not saying it. But, was a, but you're, you're, you know, my my situation changed when I had a kid, yeah. and you know, like I'm pu- putting a kid through private sure. school, sure. and I need to make money, and I have to make. Decisions based on that. Absolutely. So, so it's like, yeah, I could probably make more money if I changed up the musicians and yeah. stuff and weren't playing with unknown guys. But man, I just like the way they play, and I just like the situation. And I, I guess wouldn't
0: if I wouldn't like the guys I play with, I wouldn't play. Them. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like I really like who I, I play with, yeah. so that's why. And I, I found I don't want to sound snobbish, but I found that with what I do. I don't know many young guys that do it as well as the guys that I play with, and I really feel it, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, I'm not even into it, because I don't know young... It's not like straight ahead, you know? It's like somebody that needs to have a deep, strong pocket and can kind of stretch, you know? Right. And the young generation, they can stretch, they have chops, but I don't know that many people that have a strong pocket. The only guy... Not the only guy, but... The only guy from my generation that has it is Keith Carlock. Uh-huh. And, you know, now there's guys like Nate Smith and people like that. But yeah. I'm just kind of used to that thing. And whenever I play with younger guys, they just don't have that. It sounds really weak to me. So uh-huh. I just rather play with these guys that I'm used to playing yeah. with because it just sounds stronger, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I am g- kind of got also really, uh, you know it's spoiled with spoiled us. You're, you're playing with great players yeah so and I, I don't want to lower my standards any, now like, would. Why would you know
2: I? when I, I'm usually playing with guys and I expect them to be able to have a great pocket but also be really creative yeah and if they need to swing they can swing yeah. too and I got two guys that can awesome so I'm happy you yeah. know it's like they're young yeah they don't want a fortune to go yeah. I mean I'm trying sure. to give them as much as I can afford. But I can afford them yeah. now, at least, unless they
0: decided to raise their prices.
2: <laughs> once, price once they get, once they get their <laughs> their scissors and will Yeah, uh, yeah right. They'll say, "Fuck you, <laughs> man! I'm going out to play with Beyonce." Yeah, exactly <laughs> so, right. We'll see. But right now, you know, everything's really good. And I really enjoy playing with them, and I feel very comfortable with them. So you know, so I it's wish all to get good. to
0: a point in my career where you know I always have my favorite people that i like to play with but i want to get to a point in my career where I, I can make the decisions you know and if i want to play you know there's like guys like like you know someone like chris coleman he's i'm fucking mm-hmm. believable but yeah. like he's maybe not as big a name as what or stuff but there's people like that that i really like playing with but you know you're limited sometimes yeah. you know so
2: i would like to not be limited like that but i don't know how it, I was really surprised. I learned a lot about promoters when, when Dennis got sick. Yeah. And we were trying to replace him yep. for a tour. Yeah. And the agent was calling all these drummers and promoters were saying no. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we were like, fuck you. How dare you say no? Yeah, but he's the You're, one like, that brings To up me sickness. and Jeff, just because you don't happen to know the amazing drummer that we're getting for yeah. you. Like, Novak of course and Novak is a bad motherfucker Absolutely. and you know what in South America all the promoters said no yeah and why because he hasn't played down there that much and they don't know him like we. they don't know how great he is but yet when the promoters in Europe were like whoa Gary Novak you're mm-hmm. on yeah you know yeah. so in South America we got Billy Cobham yeah because Billy Cobham did a sure. favor for Dennis and then they, all the South America w- promoters were like whoa Billy Cobham yeah you're on yeah but it was amazing. They said no to somebody like Novak, who's so fucking great. It's got nothing and,
0: to do with how great they are. It's got to do with just like how many people you can bring to the club. Right, That's exactly. all it is. It's just I, numbers. That's all I never That's really it
2: knew that before. I thought. I thought like. Oh, I've
0: been eating that shit since the beginning.
2: Yeah. Well, maybe the reason I don't know it is because I'm always playing with guys that nobody's ever heard. But you <laughs> may <laughs> able to. You may. You're
0: able to make it work for you That's somehow.
2: Great. But yeah. yeah, I never really had someone. The only time I remember that happening to me is when I played down in Australia and they were going you know it was me and and Gary Willis and Kenzie yeah and they were going and the people who booked it they were like they were bookers but they were also drum guys oh yeah yeah I know what you're talking about
0: yeah 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 yeah
2: and they were saying yeah we'd love to have Tribal Tech but without Kirk oh oh, oh, (laughs) I going wait a minute when, when did you become the band leader right? but they insisted on you know first they wanted you know can you get Weckle? can oh, you Jesus. get Vinny can you get Dennis right and we couldn't get any of those guys so they say well let's do it with Virgil because he's super <laughs> famous yeah, yeah, in yeah, Australia really, yeah. so we ended up doing with Virgil oh, really? it was a fucking disaster but whatever <laughs> we got <laughs> we got to go to Australia whatever there you go <laughs>
1: That'll take you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Bruce, you don't like, have those problems, huh?
3: <laughs> no. Well, that's good for you. <laughs> Especially not now, playing solo. I mean, I've got a solo project. That, oh. that sort of helps. Well, that solves yeah. the problem. He's got uh,
2: strings that won't play, like the yeah. G-string revolts. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you know, I'll wear good. it.
3: <laughs> uh, but... Um, but no, and I also play with a lot of pickup kind of bands, you know, yeah. and it, and, I, and I don't play as big of rooms as you guys do, and the style of music I play, is, you know, I mean, it's just a whole different thing, but yeah, I mean, and I play with really great guys, so. Yeah. Uh, I want to be uh, like you yeah. when I grow up.
2: His band's got kids, literally, kids from USC, <laughs> like I go see his band Cowbop, Yeah. And- and he's got students playing, but I got the, kids the, that I trained the best to play. Mm-hmm. Like you know, what I mean, can, but this style good. of
3: music is a—it's com- never existed before. So I created it. Oh, know? really? So it's—I mean, it's a hybrid of a lot of styles. But the guy's got to know the shit from the '20s. They got to know the shit from the '30s. They got to know Western swing and polka, uh-huh. and they got to know bebop, and they got—you know—I mean. So we're like—we're mixing all these styles. So I had to like, kind of inculcate them to all these various. It may, okay, you're going to go back And you're going to listen to this Check out You know, depends on what, in, what instrument they play Check out how he's doing this I may, I built a drum set for the band really? The drummer has to play my drum set
0: What What is that? Did you make records for that? Yeah, we've got a lot of records What's out. the name of
3: it? It's called Cow Bop
0: Cowbop, I never. It's heard cool. It.
2: It's sort of like a western swing band oh, with, with, Be-b- with it's like bebop solos. Is. It's like like you know, down. Yeah. Donnelly
3: happens in every song in, wow. in the middle of shit. Yeah, um, but, but the kids and, are and, good. And yeah. I have kind of a this is a weird thing I like. I mean, of course, I play a. I don't play a guitar like you do. I mean, I play you know like what you played this morning or yesterday morning. Yeah. 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 So um uh-huh. in general, I don't like toms.
0: You don't like tom-toms? Yes. Wow.
3: Because they just completely obliterate this frequency range I play in.
4: So he
3: hates Phil Collins. Really? I
2: know. He really hates. <laughs> I actually, actually like the...
3: Phil Collins. We get along great, but who's we don't the, play who's much. Who's the drummer <laughs> but, uh, with the
2: spaceship drum set? Oh, yeah. The who's that? that?
3: The Road Toms. The no, guy no. Who...
2: You know he plays with Jeff Beck.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's I, that guy? Uh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, uh. Oh.
1: Ah uh, t- sounds like
0: no no, 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 No. Uh He has well, a Bozio, Terry Bozio. Terry Bozio.
2: Terry Bozio, yeah, yeah. yeah. Terry Bozio. You'll you'll do that's the with the guy. Terry. No, no, that but you but, but, but no Bruce. no just, just Terry Bozio. Just hear me out though. Hear me
3: out though. <laughs> I've got a guitar you know, a hollow body that's got a lot of acousticness right. and a lot of mid range in it. And as soon as a guy starts beating on Toms I might as well just wait till they're done because wow, you can't hear a fucking thing. I mean, you can't hear the nuance of what I'm doing. Yeah. You're lucky if you can just hear what I'm doing. So I build drum sets that don't have toms. Phenomenal. Like I played with Philly Joe Jones for a week. He didn't have toms. He just had a snare drum and a bass drum, and it was like one of the best weeks. Really, yeah, yeah. Holy mm, shit! Goodness. I mean, and he and he could play everything he played yeah. on that. On that, he would use. He called it the truth set. You know, and I mean, I don't know why he just put it away. Maybe because he knew he was playing with a guitar player and he knew sonically what was going to happen. So I've built these, and so like I've got an old, it's like a 1930s drum set with like a 28 inch bass drum and a snare drum and a wood block and a cowbell. Oh. And he's playing all the language of what you would play with toms, but he's just making it work, and I forced him to make it work in a different way. Interesting. And so that's kind of full of. Like I'm kinda coming and and I really, you know, I have ultimate respect for you guys who have your your sound and your your equipment and your all your shit. But you know, to me it's like it's about just being in the moment and making it work with whatever the fuck you got. If it sounds ass, then you just take ass and make it a good mm-hmm. ass, you know? And I don't I don't allow myself the luxury of going, fuck, my equipment sucks, okay, I'm going to work. That's just not a that's not a that's not something mm-hmm. I would ever do. You're going to get me trying... I'm going to fucking bleed to death on stage trying to make it work yeah. out with what I got. Wow. And, you know, I mean, and that's, that to me is what jazz means to me because I've been in so many weird rooms and I've played in so many weird bands and I do so much different shit all the time. And, of course, I don't play so loud. And in that case, a lot of shit works it wouldn't work when you get up that's into the true. higher vaults. that's true that's
2: very you, true you know I've seen Bruce play in two really different circumstances well three if you count the solo thing that I've seen him do um but but the two things I'm talking about are the the cow bop, which if you see cowbop, the the bass player and drummer are really more in a support role yeah you, you know but I've and and I'm not saying that's bad but Bruce is kind of carrying the, sh- Bruce and the sax player and the singer are kind of carrying the show. Mm-hmm. And the bass and drums are really pretty much supportive all night, you know? Uh-huh. But they do a great job of doing that. And the other way I've seen him play is with like a more aggressive, it's the same guy on bass, but just playing in a completely different way. Oh, wow. But playing more like what you would s- go see Herbie Hancock and Wayne Shorter and Ron Carter, that kind of yeah. style. And Marvin Smitty Smith on the drums, who does have a few toms. Yeah, he's very didn't aggressive. And I think he drowned you out. Uh, you know, you know? I, I
3: really, I had to, like, wait for him to kind of be done. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, because <laughs> he can play loud. And that's great. But, I mean, you but know, Smitty, Smitty is Smith so is great, because yeah, yeah, he's he so right, musical right, you know. that, like, I'll start a phrase, and he'll finish it for me. Yeah, he's great. And I let him do it, because yeah. what he's playing is every bit as good yeah. as what
2: I was going to play, yeah, yeah. And, and then it leaves me the room to do something but new, see, you know? that kind of gig... If Bruce was to take that gig on the road mm-hmm. and people knew it as that and not Cowbop, yeah. he'd run into the same shit we are. Of course, who's on bass and who's on drums? Yeah, you know, do, can you get can right. you know can you get this guy? Can you get this guy? Who's the most famous jazz drummer now? Brian Blade or somebody yeah. like that? Or can you get him? Or can you get them? But I and think it would, it's like it would, across it the, the board. Thing. It's like huh? every. Yeah. Like,
0: unless you're Herbie Hancock or something like that, right. I think it, with most, with a lot of people, it's the same situation. Even yeah. name people, you know, like yeah. it's just what it is. Of people trying to
3: sell tickets, they're trying to know? make as much
2: money as possible, and and, yeah. and and
3: and they expect you to do all the PR now yeah they do. yeah. you know yeah. I mean,
2: they expect you to share on Facebook and you, you yeah. they, they they want you to go on your uh, <sighs> social media yeah. and basically advertise advertise your gig it and with your money they're
0: freaking yeah show. yeah, yeah. Right. you know yeah. the great yeah. thing
2: about yeah. Europe or Asia
0: or you when you go outside the US, you don't have to do it. it's kind right. of their thing. but everything yeah. in the US, if you don't do it, you're screwed. yeah, you're totally. screwed. I mean screwed. even
2: Mike, as long as Mike has been playing in LA, he still does a huge emailing list. Yeah. And, and it hits everybody with an sure. email before the gig yeah. as long as he's been in town, which is all his career basically. Yeah. And he still does an emailing list, sure. you know, which is something I've never even done. I just so saw the him the other day, man, with Steve oh, Gadd's oh my, band. Oh, yeah. You saw him play with Steve Gadd. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. It was yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, was Where'd the,
2: they play? Uh, Catalina. Uh huh. How'd you like the sound in there? It sounded okay. It sounded good. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine, I'm it's telling me, you. I mean, play to be honest line, it's with great. you, the music didn't
3: didn't yeah. elevate me. So, I like, a, I mean, yeah, I mean, I I didn't find the music sounding. Uh, it, it, it's I could hear everybody. Yeah, I have a. <laughs> but they play really soft now. I think. Yeah, um, they don't really hit. It was it was. was they, was was they were louder hitting? than most of the things I hear in there Oh, Really? All right. I mean, I have I've heard a it's probably
0: better than so band. small. Yeah, I know. Really loud. Not as loud as you played st- in there, right? I used to. You
2: would. You even, would, yeah.
3: Your band would be great in
2: Catalina. I, I, I would, would I've been it. telling you for years. I might. I might try. It I would do it.
3: Sure. And, baked, baked
2: and, uh, potatoes. The volume of that. Worst comes worst, to worst,
3: bring man. your own sound guy.
2: Fucking. Yeah. Just. Just bring a sound guy. You
3: gotta bring. I bring a sound guy. Okay. Bring your. You gotta bring. I mean, I don't know that they have a bad guy, but I mean, that would kind of. It is a, yeah. the, the L-shaped room is, is kind of strange.
2: The baked potato, yeah.
3: No, Catalina. Oh, oh, I didn't know it was. An, I thought it was a big... It's a big wide open room, room, but then there's also this big expanse to oh, your but, right. But it doesn't see. matter. Most people sit in the front. Most most people, people, even the no, people I mean, that sit sound on the side, wise, I mean, it's the way it
0: It's okay. I've, I've seen shows that from every angle, if, and I play, it's fine. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I mean, I've played in there a bunch of times. It's not always the best sound, but I would... My problems, I would say, were more sound men than room problems.
0: Yeah, if you bring a sound guy, you'll be fine.
3: Mm -hmm.
4: Okay, that's good to know.